Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz guitarist and educator Ron Jackson. We caught up with him in New Jersey in late April 2020 during the coronavirus lockdown to talk about this strange new world and his latest 2019 CD, Standards and Other Songs. He was born in the Philippines, moved all around America, and began playing the guitar at the age of 11. He has quite a story in jazz. Get to know him. Thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Um kind of an extraordinary time to talk about jazz, but I think it's probably necessary. Oh, definitely. Talk to me a little bit about any projects, anything that you're doing during this COVID-19 quarantine. I'm trying to get on my social media and, you know, everything that you can do basically um, to help, um, you know, I mean, to, you know, to keep keep my name out there and, uh, you know, I've been practicing, I've been, you know, applying for grants and stuff like that because I don't have any work. Um, you know, uh, and for, you know, I don't have, you know, and when, once we go back to work, um, I don't even know if I can perform because, you know, all the social distancing measures, you know, it's going to have a hard, it's going to hard, it's going to be hard to have an audience, you know, um, if they say you can only have 10 people in the place, you know. Um, also, I've been doing stuff online, like I've been doing, a, uh, I've been working on my social media a lot, so I've been doing a lot, like Instagram Lives, like kind of what you're doing, but you know, like I'm doing, like I'm starting. I have like a little show now on Sundays called Sunday Night Jazz with Ron Jackson, where I, you know I perform, I play the guitar, you know, like uh, on Instagram Live, and then I invite guests to play a song or talk to me, or you know, I interview them, or we we have a little, you know, informal discussion. Um, just things like that, trying to improve everything, trying to improve my YouTube, uh, you know, YouTube presentation on online, uh, you know. I'm, my uh, Facebook, every, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just whatever I could do that has nothing, has nothing to do almost with music, but it helps, you know, um, it, you know, this time, you know, you can't meet anybody. Also, I've been working on um, trying to get more online students. And, and, you know, and also I have a website that's um, for jazz guitar that, um, that I, uh, it's like a subscription site. So, um, you know, I'm trying to um, get that updated. Things like that I would never have time to do if I was busy running around playing gigs and teaching and stuff, you know, or touring. So that's basically what I'm trying to do right now. You know, it's interesting because there's a lot of people that I've been able to interview and talk to that I would have not had the time or they wouldn't have had the time because of all of this. It almost seems like there's a level of this where people are kind of recalibrating and, um, you know, and, and yeah. just kind of resetting themselves. Exactly. So, um, well, let's go back and, and find out how this jazz started for you. You were born in the Philippines. Talk to me a little bit about your childhood and, and kind of how all of this came about for you. Well, uh, I was born in the Philippines. My father was uh, a Marine, so he was fighting in Vietnam. And uh, I was born there on a military base, and I lived on and off there until I was about five. Then we moved back to the States, and we lived all over the place. You know, we moved around to Texas, Ohio, California, Oregon, Hawaii, um, everywhere. Uh, Virginia, my brother was born in um, Monaco, 
naval station. Um, and then, uh, you know, around, and then basically settled down in uh, Massachusetts when I was in high school, or a little bit before high school. And, um, and that's why I picked up guitar around 11 years old. And one of my um, early inspirations was Pat Metheny, actually, because one of my high school friends loved Pat Metheny. So we actually went to go see him. You know, a couple, he was doing big concerts back then when I was in high school, you know. Uh, we went to see him in Boston, you know, the theater. And I saw him open up with Miles Davis. So, I mean, I, I started getting into guitar around that age, and I was into rock, actually, in the beginning, and then moved to jazz, you know, um, you know, like my, you know, junior and senior year in high school, then went to Berkeley College of Music. And uh, I attended Berkeley College of Music for a couple of years, and I moved to Paris for, for a couple of years, then moved to New York. I mean, that's basically, you know, uh, my trap, you know, what I did as far as traveling and stuff like that, you know, um, and growing up. But I was into, you know, I mean, I was a rocker at the beginning. I used to see actually a lot of rock concerts when I was a kid, you know, uh, a lot of concerts, actually. You know, I was into, you know, the rock concert culture, partying and all that stuff. <laughs> but, it, you know, I love rock music, actually, still, you know, so, um, but, um, I got to jazz more in high school. I had some friends that were into, um, you know, jazz. And I, and I, and I also, um, I was self-taught. So it was in the town I was living in outside of, Matthew, you know, outside of Boston. It was small and there was hardly anybody that really played music or especially jazz or, you know, so, um, I really got my, my education when I went to Berkeley College of Music. You know, I got my butt kicked with all these people from all over the world that were playing great, you know, playing, you know, these Japanese guys that were like playing, you know, fast stuff. You know, <laughs> it was you know, it was just like crazy. So I got my my butt kicked there. I'm still getting my butt kicked. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So what have you learned from the legends? You've been around a lot of heavy people in in, in the world of jazz: Randy Weston, Benny Golson, Ralph Peterson. What have you learned from the legends that's really reverberated with you throughout all these years? I don't know. I mean, the most important thing, really. I mean, I have a lot of confidence problems. So, I mean, you know, just just um, be confident in what you do. Be yourself. Don't don't care what anybody thinks. Just um, be true to the music. So that's what I've been trying to do. I mean, um, and just be, you know, just focus on myself and my career. Um, sometimes I would get sidetracked because, you know, when you're a musician, like uh, trying to make a living, sometimes, like, you know, I would start doing stuff like playing Broadway shows and trying to make money. If you're a jazz artist, I mean, the best, the most important thing is just to try to be, you know, try, I mean, to stick, uh, the, the thing is to stick with it first. It's just hard out here. It's hard to be a musician, you know, to make a living. So you got to stick with it. That's the most important thing. And just be yourself and do the best job you possibly can, you know, and uh, work at it all the time. And I'm, like, constantly doing something, working on my career and and my music, you know. That's the most important thing, you know. Um, one of the things that I learned was that I should have, uh, you know, I have another record. I have a record that just came out about a year ago. And um, my, the most important thing is I haven't been releasing enough records during my career because I was always sidetracked. You know, I would release a record and then wait, a, wait about four or five years or three or four years. I mean, i got to release a record album every couple of years now at least, you know. And, um, you know, keep it rolling and just be myself and just do do my thing and, um, you know, and just be Ron Jackson. That's what I've learned so far, you know? Yeah. So 
let's let's say you have a dream tonight and you run into your younger self, like right when you were going professional, you could give yourself an advice. What would you what would you say? Well that's one of the things I would say is um be yourself. Um you know um no you know, meet people, try to play as much as you can, be humble, you know. Um I one of the things that you know, I actually do this a lot which is go hang out, you know, and just check out music. I'm not I haven't been doing that as much. You know, as I've gotten older, um, you know, think about your, see, sometimes you think about the present instead of your future sometimes when you're younger. So, I mean, which is important. Like, I, when I was much younger, I was starving and, you know, trying to play and, you know, get jobs and, you know, and it was just, I was struggling. I had, a, I, had I was young, young, I had a kid already, you know, in, the, in New York City. And um, one of the most, uh, in the, the thing, the thing that's most important is to, uh, to just to be focused and keep, Keep on your own path. Actually, the thing I the thing I was trying to do with more was trying to get more sideman work, but it was actually more important to actually be a leader, develop my own name as a leader. I mean, a good example is Pat Medini. You know, he's not really known as being a sideman with anybody. You know what I mean? He just became a leader in his own right since he started, really. You know, and that's really important to develop your name. And I mean, I think think, think about things like that. You know, as, as far as career is concerned, I mean. We talk about playing this whole different story, you know, um, the things I could have worked on in my playing, of course, you know, like being more myself, you know, instead of trying to be like, I don't know, more like George Benson or Wes Montgomery or whoever I was influenced by, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, those are things I, I, you know, you know, and, you know, establishing good contacts when you're younger, things you don't learn in college, you know, like when you study, um, they teach you all this stuff about technique and, they don't think about, they don't teach you things about life, you know, like surviving. Because, you know, a lot of people graduate from uh, from music schools and study or wherever, but a lot of them, have, um, you know, stop playing music or have a hard time making a living doing this, you know. So you just got to be, I mean, you know, the thing is, um, I think my career, you know, is fine, actually. You know, uh, it's just, um, I could have even been more established, I think, in my own mind, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, like, I guess like anybody, you know, it's not easy. I mean, there's, a, there's, a thousand, there's thousands of guitar players out here. I might be more known than some others, you know, <laughs> I guess, you know. So, but, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't be thinking, I can't even, you know, sometimes you, you, those kind of things you can't, you know, you really can't think about either. You just got to be focused and just do, you know, it'll come, you know, things will come if you just are, are focused in a way. Like, it's funny, this week I'm sitting at home and then I have, this is my. I'm gonna have three radio interviews this week. I, ne- I never even, I never even initiated the interviews, you know. So um, that's kind of interesting, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, how did you hear about me? I'm just trying to figure that out. I'm trying. Have what? About rock me? About interviewing me? Oh, I I found you on Apple Music. You know, I've just been kind of pouring over myself, discovering all kinds of new artists. And I, I can swear I've had you on the show a few years ago. So um, I, I try my hardest to put the largest variety of musicians on my show um, that, that I can find, both current and, you know, even old school. I like to mince, mince everything up. So I'm pretty good about curating and looking out for new musicians and music. I'm trying to see if I can see you uh, anywhere. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's really funny. Uh, my last album that came out, I had a, um, I had uh, the radio promoters um, 
group marketing work on it. I don't know if they said anything to your podcast or anything. You know, I don't know if you know those yeah. guys. No, um, and I and I'm on a lot of lists, so I, I'm all for getting on any list that I can get because that's half the time how I find find out about new material coming out, and it's easy yeah. for me to reach out for interviews and all of that. So, um, but I have a bad habit sometimes of leapfrogging and just going right to the artist. So that's kind oh, of all okay. Oh, I'm sure. So, oh, but, but yeah. let me ask you this. What, what do you like best about being a musician? Oh, I like the freedom and not having to go to an I mean, one of my most dreaded things is to be able to go to like an office in a cubicle working for somebody from nine to five, you know. <laughs> I like the freedom, you know, uh, of just being self-employed, basically. You know, and, and um, you know, waking up when I, well, don't get me wrong, I have to wake up sometimes, um, you know, to go to be someplace, of course. But, uh, you know, not having to, you know, just being able to be free of uh, just to be, you know, to create music and um, be myself, you know. Um, to me, that would, that would be, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't want to call it hell, but it would be hell just to, um, you know, drive to work, and, you know, you know, someplace, you know. You know, there's some investment bank in Manhattan. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, also, it's also one of the things that, is, is, that I always tell people, this, this is the only thing I know how to do now, is be a musician. You know, I've been doing it for so long, I don't know what else I'd be, I could do, actually. You know? It would be kind yeah. of weird. You know? I mean, I've learned there's a lot of things I do um, for myself that's not like musician stuff, like all this stuff with, you know, using, you know, software and, you know, and, um, you know, writing programs and, you know, social media stuff and all that. That's stuff that I don't want to be doing. But even even though I have a manager now, it's like, you know, I, I still have to do a lot of stuff still, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's the thing I like about it, you know. Um, I mean, of course, it could be, you know, it's not could be, you know, it could be times when it don't work, like right now, and it could be scary, you know. Because no one's making, you know, it's not, no one's make, no one's working actually. I mean, I'm not the only one, not only musicians, but I think it's even hitting the um, artist community community even harder now that you can't go out and perform, you know. Yeah, so now, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, so I'm trying to develop my online presence in a way. I mean, I have some people I know who are involved with um, a lot of stuff online. You know, like um, one of my friends, he um, he has one of the biggest guitar instructional works websites you know, on the planet, on YouTube, and he, you know, and, and basically, that's all he did in a way, so he would hardly perform out, but he makes most of his income just from, you know, um, you know, from YouTube and and uh, Instagram and, you know, and just, you know, selling stuff on his website from all the people that follow him, which are millions, actually, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's one of the first guys to do that, actually. And it's not, you know, it's not really playing music, but it's like instructional videos, and it's like another way of. Um, I mean, I'm an I'm an instructor myself too, but so I'm just, you know, you got to figure out different ways now, uh, and you know, uh, to be, to you know, to continue um, making a living doing this. But I mean, the thing is, that, you know, it can be scary, but you know, um, you have, you know, this is the only thing I can do. So I, I enjoy this, you know, um, and it's good. You know, I meet new people like yourself, and. Um, you know, and hopefully people will listen to, to, to what I say and 
if they're thinking about doing this, um, you know, they'll, they'll have some thoughts about how to approach, you know, being a musician. So, uh, and, the, and the most important thing for me right now is to try to practice, because I don't practice as much as I ever used to. I used to practice five to eight hours a day at one point when I had a lot more time. So I'm practicing a lot more now. I'm not, not, not that much, maybe two or four hours a day, which, you know, which is great. But, but you know, it's great, but also it's not great because I don't have any, there's no work. I had so many jobs canceled, you know, since this. And I don't even know what my next gig is. Cause, yeah, um, it's staggering how many It's funny, because I was supposed to go to uh, Denver to play in the fall in September. It was like a, it was called the Rocky Mountain Arch Talk Festival, sponsored by this company called uh, Hen Hendrickson Amps. And I just heard that they canceled already in September. So wow. that's something I was looking forward to. So right now, just trying to, you know, you know, interview or do whatever I need to do to keep my name going out there and have people listen to my music at least, you know, or meet or take a lesson with me or buy my music or whatever, you know. So, what uh, when when we do get back to live music, when that happens, what do you hope we realize from this COVID nineteen quarantine experience? What do you hope both musician and the crowd gets? Well, I hope to, first, I hope people come back and listen to music in person, but, you know, I'm, it's funny because I hope that, but I'm even scared to even go out and perform because I'm scared of getting, catching COVID-19, you know, um, especially around here, it's really scary in New York, you know, there's like a thousand people dying a day or more, you know, I mean, at one point there was that many people dying a day, so, um, I think that I hope people can come back out and listen, go see concerts. I think it's going to be, I think it's changed already. You know, because if I'm thinking that I'm scared to even go out and play, and if we go out and play, there's only 10 people because I'm social distancing that, you know, like they said, you can't, you can't have a crowd. You're going to have to be separated. And you're going to have to wear a mask. I think, um, you know, um, it's just going to take time until we have a vaccine. I think it's, hope, I just want, I'm hoping that it will go back to normal. But I know it's going to take a while. You know, I think it's going to take, until there's a vaccine, um, you know, it's going to be hard to perform live, you know. I mean, I heard Pat McKinney was just on tour because I've been, I follow his page and there's a couple of musicians that I know that play, you know, that play with him. And, um, you know, they, they canceled the tour because of this. They were on tour just right now, I heard. So, um, you know, and I had a tour to go to Japan with somebody in April. And, um, you know, I, I don't blame people for not going out, actually. You know, I think the whole, you know, the way it's been handled hasn't been good, too. So um, we should have done this a long time ago. And I, I feel like, um, um, you know, once we once we find a vaccine, I think it, everything will be fun, go back to normal, you know. But, I, you know, but uh, hopefully people will learn from this, um, you know, well, not only, you know, not only people, but also, you know, um, you know, how everybody handled this situation that we can, if something happens like this again, you know, we don't have to put these extreme measures in so we, we catch it early and, you know, and um, stop, you know, stop this from spreading quick, you know, and and have a plan, you know. No one had a plan for this, so, you know. And I even, you know, it's really funny. Um, when, just, when China uh, actually um, uh, had his first case of this, of this COVID-19 stuff, I had a ticket to go fly to. I was supposed to go play Japan, uh, Japan on April on April 
Kent, I think. I had a flight going out. As soon as that happened, I, I had a flight that was supposed to go to China, and um, they canceled my flight. And I was thinking, wow, what's happening in China, man? I'm, I'm scared. I hope it doesn't get here. Now, I'm thinking this already, and I'm a musician. I said, this gets here. This is going to be messed up. They're going to stop this now. But no one even did anything. <laughs> so how could I know better than all our officials here? You know what I mean? It's kind of weird that I saw this coming already because of what happened to me, and no one took, took this seriously. You know what I mean? And we have thousands of people dying here in New York, you know? I, I live in New Jersey, and, and Jersey's like, like number two. The town I'm living in right now is um, about a month ago, we, we were supposed to self-quarantine here because we had the most cases in the case state of New Jersey in that town I live in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking this seriously. I mean, I could be, I could, you know, there's a lot of people infected don't even know it. I mean, I might be, I might, I might be affected for all I know because I've had like, you know, symptoms of, you know, coughing and stuff a little bit here and there, you know, like stuff I always have, you know, from used to being a smoker before, you know. But I mean, you don't really know. So no one knows about anything. So I'm, that's why, I, you know, I'm, I think it's not going to be normal to go back as a musician just because of all this. Because, I mean, I want to be tested to see if I have antibodies. I want to be able to go back to work, too, because I'm scared to go out and get catches. I think that's what people are doing. You know, that people are doing this in a way, I think. You know? No one's going out because they're scared, and I don't blame them, you know? And especially, I don't know how hard-headed you are guys out there, but especially here, it's scary out here, you know? <laughs> so, I, don't think people, yeah. I don't think people realize that there's some places it's not much, but it's been, I mean, you know, it's being reported now. It's, it's everywhere, really. No one knows. Because you know, no, we're not testing or keeping track of this, so that's the thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about going out myself, and uh, and I want to make sure I'm safe, and then, if, you know, if I had the antibodies, then I'm not scared to go out, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then, uh, you know, I'll still be, you know, but I think everybody else, everybody has to be tested. And I think once we get that together and get a vaccine, I think we'll go back to normal, you know? But this is going to take a Yeah. Of I think it's going to be taken well, yeah. Well, you know, the one thing, I, I did see that big concert they had, the One World concert the other night, and, you know, I cherry-pick what all these officials say because half the time it's 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 so nar it's so dark or negative, I don't want to hear it, or it's so yeah. weird, I'm, I'm not quite sure they even know what they're saying. But the one thing I will say definitively that was said that makes the most sense, Bill and Melinda Gates were on there, and Bill said the only way the world's going to return to where where we were before, if March 12th even exists anymore, is a vaccination, and we should be able to expedite that and have that by November. I hope that's, so. That's what he said. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I, I do so. too. You know, but again, you know, there's so many what ifs. There's so many. You know, with some when you're dealing with biology, that's something you can't fast track. Now, if you want to fast track and make an airplane fast. There's probably a chance that if you get the biggest corporations in the world to do that, it'll happen. But when you're talking about biology and trials and test runs and all of that, you, you just can't rush it, you know. So, I know, I know. It's, yeah, I know. So I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just hoping, you know, it's, in my business, it's all about people in person. You know, I've been trying to um, tour more now. That's what I've been trying, you know. <laughs> and uh, now I can't even do that because of this. You know, because, you know, of the business I'm in, you know, where now I have to try to reach people on the Internet. 
you know, um, you know, by by web, you know, by different forms on the internet, Twitch or whatever, whatever you might use, you know, YouTube. So, um, so right now I'm going to be working on that and then trying to figure out how I can go back and perform, you know. Like I had yeah. a lot of, I had a big event like in April at Columbia University, a tribute to Randy Weston. That got canceled. I had a big, I had a big show with, uh, I had supposed to go to Japan. I had a show with my daughter in a big performing arts center here in New Jersey. Everything got canceled. You know, yeah. uh, everything. So, and, and, you know, they're supposed to be rescheduled, but, but when? No yeah. one's going to go out. No one's going to go out. I don't even want to go. <laughs> that's how right. I'm, you know. So, but that's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be positive. I'm just trying to use my time now to get other things happening better, you know, like uh, like I told you, my, my social media, I have my own little Instagram show that, you know, People are watching a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't plan to do. I didn't plan to do that. But you know right. what? I think but the thing is, that these are things that, that people I have. Some people have been doing already that are really established on the online. You know what I mean? That right now, this doesn't matter to them. You know. Right. <laughs> so they don't perform yeah. out anyway. You know. Yeah. So, I dig it. You know, so let me ask you this: Why do you love jazz? Um. That's a good question. I mean, um, I, I, first for me, jazz is a language. You know, you have to um, jazz to me is improvisation. You know, learning, you know how to play over the changes and whatever whatever style you might have as far as an improviser. And I think it's I like it because it's creative. Um, you know, uh, there's different forms of the of jazz that I you know I enjoy too. That I you know that I want to you know be better at, of course, and. Um, I like the freedom of jazz, you know. Um, I like the tradition also, and I like the I like the inter, inter, you know in a way the intellectual aspect of it too, you know. And you know makes you know your audience have to think has to think a little bit more about it. Even though my last album where I, I actually took some songs that were pop and made them for jazz, you know when people hear that who don't listen to jazz, they're attracted to that because they, they hear songs differently. They're used to hearing, and then they, that attracts them to jazz music. But you know, the thing about jazz now is it's so it's a, it's like a, it's the smallest market margin, in, you know, in music. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, maybe yeah. more classical and more classical, but anyway. But I mean, I don't know. I got attracted to jazz before, and uh, I just like the whole creativity of it. You know. And, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. and also the technique, you have to have certain skills. I mean, not everybody has amazing technique, but, you know, jazz is like, uh, uh, I had a good, you know, I had discussions with this uh, technique. It has nothing to do with playing jazz, even. Because there are people who are really great musicians in jazz who don't have that much technique. You know, like real, like, you know, like, I don't know, virtuoso, fast, whatever technique, but they're still great jazz musicians, you know, that I consider, you know. Yeah, but they're really good at the language. So I mean, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, um, sometimes I think the same thing. Why am I doing? Why do I love jazz? Why do I play this? Because <laughs> it's hard too sometimes, you know, to be a musician, a jazz musician, particularly. But um, yeah, like I said before, this is the only thing I know how to do for now. So, <laughs> and I, I could, I do, I do play other styles too. Don't get me wrong, I can play rock and different stuff, you know, cal calypso, reggae. Folk. I mean, I can play all kinds of styles, but my main, I mean, you know, I'm known for, my main thing is playing jazz, so. 
I'll stick with this for now. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, everything's going to come down to this. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fan base, but you're living your life. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm still working on that. Nice. I mean, I'm still working on everything, so yeah, that's a hard thing to say. That's a hard question. I'm just trying to be myself now, you know, just do what I do, focus on me. Um, not be selfish, of course. I mean, I'm trying not trying to be selfish about that. I'm just trying to not be swayed or influenced by other music or other musicians, you know. Just play what I like yeah. to do, you know, do what I like to do, just be myself. I think that's the most important thing about jazz uh, is just to be yourself, you know. I mean, that's what jazz is all about, you know. Right on. Well, hey, man, thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate you talking about the music about this COVID-19 world, and hopefully we get back to it sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, love, I can't wait to listen to the show. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in the Philippines, New York, New Jersey, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Ron for his time, music, and class. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. <laughs>